0: Hello, everybody. Glad to have you back for episode number six of Beyond the Field podcast. Um, Excited to have on right-handed pitcher from Boston College, Sean Hard. He should be joining in a few minutes. Um, Sean played high school baseball with Nico, and so Nico's going to have a little bit more of a, a friendship with Sean. But I've looked up some of his stats and Drafted in the 20th round out of high school, and this looks pretty impressive. Um, he started nine games as a freshman at an ACC school. 0-5 record, so obviously not what he wanted. Um, but, you know, starting nine games and as a freshman, obviously the coaches have a lot of trust in you. And um, named North Jersey Player of the Year, uh, North Jersey uh, Perfect Game NJ Player of the Year in 2021. So a bunch of accolades for Sean dropped in the 20th round by the New York Yankees. So Nico, what, a, what's some, uh, any info for the listeners you can tell, uh, everyone about Sean?
1: No, I mean, you kind of listed a lot of it. I mean, Sean's a great kid. He's like such like a mild mannered person. Um, and I, I respect Sean a lot. Um, he, you know, he, you know, we both had, a you know, you know, Sean was definitely like the superstar caliber player in high school. Um. You know, myself, I wasn't, you know, in that category, but I was a little bit older than Sean. So I think when he was like a freshman, he would, you know, always not like rely on me for things. But, you know, I definitely try to give him like any sort of guidance I can. And, you know, like I, I always loved Sean because he was a great kid and I was happy to help him out with everything. I mean, now, I mean, he's he's already accomplished more than I have in baseball. And he's, you know, he's I, I, I truly believe he's going to have a long career in pro baseball at some point um
0: it's not always you know know, how good you are on the field being that that upperclassman to him i'm sure he really appreciated and uh
1: yeah no Sean. uh, no i was just gonna say it's like just like the kind of person he is like like i that's also why i wanted him you know a part of elevate like i just like you know to work with high high quality you know humans like and he's definitely in that category
0: yeah so sean recently did join elevate um he is one of our athletes here and we love following along with them. So this podcast will be released on Beyond the Field Pod on Instagram, TikTok. Follow to see some reels uh, posted throughout each week. That's how we've been doing it. The page has been growing pretty, pretty organically. Nico, I really like you know how people like can see the types of people who are following us and you know baseball heads just trying to create this like little niche um, uh, podcast for people to listen to and gain some more knowledge on on you know the ins and outs of college baseball and how to make it to the pros and everyone's story is so different it's when i talk to people about the podcast that we've been running it's like they're like wow that's really cool that you get to just talk to college and professional athletes all the time and hear their stories of how they've gotten to where they are so um yeah,
1: now make the sure doing good.
0: Follow, yeah. follow elevate sports media uh elevate media sports on instagram um Hopefully we'll get a website up and running again sometime soon. It was an expense that we didn't really need to have in our budget right now. So um, <laughs> continuing growing as, you know, we're still finishing up our college degrees. But I mean, I'm going to ask Sean. I mean, if I was ever drafted by the New York Yankees, be, having, even if I had a full ride to Boston College, it would be hard for me to say no after seeing my name pop up on the board and knowing that I could do. be a New York Yankee. So Obviously, a very mature choice out of him to go to college and get a degree and get this
1: opportunity to play. I'll give even you know a little more insight because you know knowing Sean makes sense. He he was pretty much deciding between Stanford and Boston College for schools. Now, in my mind, someone who had one D three offer coming out of high school, I'm like Stanford, Ivy League in California, like great baseball. Like, are you kidding me? Like, weather is unbelievable. And I remember I was talking to him. and I said exactly that. I'm like, dude, you got some balls for turning out Stanford. I'm like, that is, you know, I, I was like, how come? I'm like, I'm like, what well, was like the difference maker? And he's like, the success rate for kids when they travel um, across the country is like very little. It 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 like like wow. it's very hard. It's very hard for them to like adjust to that and. be like consistent in in the program like wow you know you know dude like then no one could tell you otherwise like that makes sense
0: that's a great i mean even just looking into that before committing to a school when you're you know 17 18 years old like we were talking about on our last podcast with danny seretti um he committed to saint john's when he was like 15 or 16 years old how is a 15 or 16 year old supposed to know where they want to spend four years of their life in college and the fact that Sean, you know, looked into the stats about traveling across the country, I, I don't think I would have been ready to do that at the age of 18 either. So, commend yeah. him for for that.
1: 100%. I see. I
0: see he's sending us um an email right now. Oh, he's joining in soon.
1: No, he's ha- he's having tr- – oh, here, he got it. He's oh, Mark has the – so, our,
0: our other co-host, Mark, isn't on tonight, but he is the one who has the scratch-off ticket. Um so we might need him to join in and do the scratch off for Sean.
1: Oh uh, might be a little risky.
0: I know. He's dealing with some personal issues and he's gonna be okay, but it's uh not something people want to deal with. So right. uh I was texting with uh the Yankees player um that we're supposed to be getting on the pod soon. He's just it's a little difficult to communicate with him sometimes. I mean, he he doesn't answer yeah. me right away, but I I assume it's because he's, he's still interested. Yeah, he I mean he answered me the other day and he's still very interested. So, That's so Sean, nice. what's up, Sean? Just to let you know, Yo, we're recording already. Nice to have you on. No worries, appreciate uh, it. Glad we can get this going. So for all the listeners uh, out there, this is Sean Hard. We were supposed to do this interview last week, and uh, Nico decided to jump ship and, and not show up.
1: He <laughs> <I> said, fuck <laughs> it. I don't yeah. want to do it.
0: Nico's a <laughs> grinder, and he forgot he had uh, some schoolwork, too. But thanks for hopping on with us today, Sean. Uh, yeah, you guys just played a game today? Me. Yeah, we just played Northeastern. How'd that go? I didn't get a chance to look. Uh, Not great. Took, took not a loss, great. but it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, nice. losses happen. It's baseball. How has the season been going so far for you guys?
2: Uh, it's going awesome. We're fourteen and four now. We're wow. off to like the like the best start in our program's history, which is sick. You know, we were I think we ranked sixteen this week, which it's pretty nice. awesome to be part of. Ranked
0: so. sixteen in the country. Wow. Who who are some yeah. of the other schools around that ranking? So so listeners can can tell you know the type of caliber um,
2: that you guys are at right now. I think like like Texas Tech, South Carolina. Uh, I think Tennessee dropped down by us. I know Sometimes you guys just went like
0: went to Tennessee and beat them up. Yeah. pretty good, right?
2: Yeah, it was a crazy game. Probably the craziest yeah. game I've ever been a part of. Isn't that crazy? I played there last year, and it's just a crazy really? stadium. Yeah, yeah, it's sick.
1: Sean, how's uh, uh doing at uh, t- uh Tech? He he's been pitching a lot, right? I think so. Yeah, I think
2: he's doing well. Awesome to see.
1: That's great. Yeah, I was talking to uh Ryan Miles over the winter. He was telling me he was having like some problems with like getting hurt or whatever, but I mean I hope that Yeah, he- I know he,
2: he had a little something for his back and a while ago, but seems like he's back now, doing well, which is good.
1: Yeah. Dude, I got I, I gotta know what was it like going from St. Joe's to Boston College in terms of like the um educational aspect like uh, have you been oh like hammered the homework or for, is this like a,
0: before you answer this question for the listeners st joe's <laughs> regional was not known for their education they were known for their <laughs> athletics so uh, these, two, Straight these, academics. These, <laughs> these two i'm players, not gonna
1: i'm not gonna endorse that as an alumni so i'm just i'm just you know this is this is for someone else from an, an
0: outsider's view from what i've heard <laughs> now you can answer the question
2: i mean yeah it's definitely tough i feel like it's tough for me, if you come from any school really but right. it's not it hasn't been like impossible you know i've been getting through it fine you know doing well so yeah it was definitely definitely a tough adjustment just with like especially just going to college in general like new environment it's definitely tough but been able to handle it fine and so yeah I'm so you're risky. younger
0: you're younger than us so you can kind of give yeah. the younger perspective uh this is a so- sophomore year of school now right second year of college yeah and you um this is you know a big change going to live in boston from new jersey yeah. And what have you liked about being on your own living on your own and, and playing baseball at the same time what have you liked and what are some things that maybe you've struggled with a little bit
2: um it's it's definitely cool to live on my own now like things with like learning to cook and stuff like that just like little things like that are pretty cool but it also comes with all the not so fun stuff like like doing your own laundry, doing my own laundry, <laughs> doing dishes, cleaning.
1: Yeah. Are you that's off campus? Best. Are you on? campus? Yeah, I'm off campus this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to go. That's good.
0: Yeah. Definitely. How many like it's what's your fun. living situation like? Who who else do you live with? And
2: I live with two other guys and they're both sophomores, Julian Tangini and Nick Wang. They're uh, Nick Wang's our third baseman and Julian's another pitcher. So two great guys, great guys to live with. So makes it a little easier. So something that just pops
0: into my head talking about living with other guys on the team, I've done it my whole life. Um at Iona I lived in a house with nine other guys. So it was 10 guys all on the baseball team, you know, always with each to... other. We That's we grew pretty close and it was it was a really cool bond that like I really, you know, would recommend to anyone living with a bunch of other guys, it was a lot of fun. Now I live with just my roommate Jack Brodsky who's also a pitcher. Something that's interesting to me, I'm curious on your two point of views, like, you're creating relationships and friendships with these guys. And that's, you know, in my head, kind of first, like, I want long lasting, lifetime friendships with these people. But also, you're competing with them on the field, if you're the same position or for playing time. So, What has it been like, Sean, for you as an underclassman getting a lot of innings? You know, are you feel – do you feel welcomed on the team? Do you feel like, you know, a lot of upperclassmen are putting their arms around you and trying to help groom you? Like, what – do you see any sort of that uh, in the locker room or feel
2: like that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean – well, not tension, but, like, everyone – like, last year as a freshman, I pitched a good amount, and I definitely – I had my – a lot of struggles, my fair share of struggles for sure. And it just makes it a lot easier to get through that kind of stuff when you have guys supporting you and kind of helping you work through things. So having that support system goes, I feel like goes a long way, you know.
1: Yeah. You know, I am um, I told my team this year, we had like in our first team meeting, I told them that that like in my experience playing college baseball and being a part of a team that the three things that, that truly matter, especially at like the level of baseball that we play, it's a little bit different, Sean at your level, since you know BC will produce like some very high quality. Uh, prospects. um but I was saying that there are three things that really matter when you're playing college baseball right now and and it, pretty much it in general for college athletes. and it's your relationships with other people and how you can grow those relationships, whether you leave the program in a better place when you leave than when you came in and if you won something because you know, you could be, a starter you know all four years out of school but you could you know your team could suck and you don't really have like much to show for it besides like some stats that no one's really going to care about you know when you're working a job in in like three or four years you know and like sean obviously it's it's different in your position where stats could determine whether you continue your career in baseball or not you know at, at, at a program like that but i mean paul i'm sure you you can um attest that being that you know program like um Iona you know, I'm not trying to shit yeah. on Iona but you know no, you it's, can
0: shit all it's, you it's, want I think I had 20 wins in my four years there so that's exactly what you what you were saying is we were way more into building the relationships and you know trying to make sure that we had a four-year bond together where
1: you have you know, to we're or gonna, it's not we gonna as, have
0: to yeah, have, yeah like a, we're never gonna have fun if every yeah. every time we lose we're all gonna go in our rooms and not talk to each other
2: Right, yeah, I feel like that's sense. something that's so overlooked. Like from the outside too, with people outside looking in. Like we're around each other basically twenty four seven. So like you you get to know these guys really well, and you know everyone. Obviously, everyone wants to win. So like it goes such a long way with everyone. Everyone pulling each for each other. Like even if there's competitions at certain positions or whatever. You know, at the end of the day, when the game when the game starts, like we all want we all want each other to do as best as possible because we all want to win and I feel like building those relationships is really important for that
0: yeah you shouldn't want to be on a team if if the end goal isn't you know let's go win a national championship exactly
2: exactly
0: and that's definitely a possibility for you guys so we'll definitely be watching and uh yeah hopefully yeah like hope, (laughs) hope we can stay on this this good track so going back to high school a little bit um Nico was telling me a little bit about your story of uh recruitment before you came on but can you tell the listeners um you know what other schools were you looking at when you were getting recruited um like how old were you when you realized you wanted to play college baseball and what what did the recruitment process look like for you um coming out of st joe's
2: yeah i mean my recruitment process started i want to say my like going into my junior year i i got tj after my freshman year of high school so that put me out for a year that's early Right, so It's my sophomore year. I, I just hit and I knew like at the next level of my, I was probably going to be a pitcher. So I was going into my junior year. That summer is really when recruiting started. You know, I talked to a couple of Northeast schools, a couple of the other ACC schools, but nothing, nothing too crazy. And I just kind of felt that fit at BC right away. Like I came on campus for a camp after talking to the coaches and you know, I fell in love with it. So I kind of knew right, right there, right then and there that, this is the place I want to be. I'm really happy. I made that choice. Yeah. And when did
0: you see your, your fastball? Like, so Tommy John at freshman year, that's pretty crazy. Did you see, you know, after recovery, is that where you started to see velo jumps? Is that where you started to see your performances on the field really starting to go up?
2: Big time. Yeah. I mean, like whenever I talk to guys who had it, you know, since I had it so early, like I can kind of help guys through that process, which I, Take a lot of pride in like I've always said. I think it's the best thing that's happened to me. You know, it really gave me that whole year to just focus on my body. Yes, sir. Yeah,
0: elbows one of our uh, other Elevate athletes, Danny, we're trying he yeah, to up a little, uh little elbow, uh, little yeah, I my, for us. I got. sean got some merch, for them.
1: Yeah, he's yeah, got, got some, some merch.
0: Nice. No, I don't think I ever got any merch, but uh yeah, you know,
2: you got to hit him up.
0: I definitely agree that, like, surgery wasn't the worst thing ever. It, it, yeah, it for
2: gives,
0: sure. It, tell me kind of a little bit about uh, your recovery process.
2: Yeah, so my recovery process was probably – I had the uh, repair, UCL repair. So it was kind of like a modified version. I had – my uh, ligament was only partially torn. And it, the ligament, like, separated from the bone, I think it was. I still don't fully understand what exactly it was, you know. But, mm. okay, uh, we're my not doctor, process-
0: doctors, so we don't need Exactly. That.
2: Yeah, but my recovery was pretty much the same as the Tommy John recovery, maybe like a month or two shorter. But coming back from that, like, obviously it sucks in the moment, the buildup and the nine, ten months of not being able to play, not being able to pitch. But, you know, coming back, you feel fresh as ever. You know, you got a brand new elbow pretty much. And then, like, on top of that, it's a whole year of being able to get your body right, being able to tune up mechanical things when you're at low intent because that's really all you can do to come back and you're so pumped to come back so you know you, that just motivates you even, even more to work harder and when I came back originally the, the velo jump it definitely took a little bit to get there but it, it certainly happened I came back I was probably like 80 82 when right before I got it which was pretty so good that's good at still the time. I
0: mean freshman year of freshman year yeah of high school definitely. that's still pretty pretty hard
2: yeah, it was pretty hard, but like nothing nothing crazy. But and then I came back, I was building back to like 86, 87. That's what I was, that's what I was at when I committed, like 86, 87, my junior year, my sophomore going in junior year. And then COVID that year, which was pretty much just another year to do the same thing, focus on my body and everything. And that's where really where I saw the big jump into like into the 90s. And that that really helped me kind of boost myself as a player and kind of take the next steps.
0: So did COVID happen your senior year of high school? It
2: was, uh, it was my junior year.
0: Junior year of high school. What was that? Yeah, what today. was that like, was junior Sean? Junior like year.
1: that, like what did you guys do during that? I mean, I I, I know everyone was kind of like home, but like what was like the conversations going on amongst like the guys at, at Joe's? Cause I mean, like, um McDermott's class was yeah, they were seniors that year. I mean, yeah. they they were they were a great group of guys and 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 my senior year, you know, we lost in the county championship. But, like, I was, like, like we were, like, damn, like, these guys are going to be, like, really fucking good next year because, like, we had like, yeah. a lot of guys returning. And, you know, your grade was only sophomores and a lot of guys had a big impact on the team that I was on. Like, that, like what was what were those conversations like? Because, you know, that you guys had some pretty high uh, expectations.
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely sucked getting the season canceled. So, because we were, we were pretty ecstatic about the year. We thought we had a really good group. You know, we had our class. We were juniors. Everyone really had a good amount of experience at that point. And then we had, like, McDermott's class. We had, had all those guys that were coming up on their senior year, which was – and they were ready to go. So, you know, we were definitely bummed. And then they had the that last dance tournament yeah. in the summer, which we didn't end up – we didn't do, which was kind of frustrating. I mean, I think a lot of guys wanted to do it, but we didn't end up doing it. So that was just kind of a bummer not being able to play that season out. And you know, you've really got a feel for the seniors that year, especially after coming off the huge the big loss the year before. I think we lost to Pascal Kills that year. I
0: in, think uh, oh. when my Pascal Kills team beat you guys, not to bring it up again, but uh <laughs> we won in we won the county tournament in twenty eighteen. So 2019. Graduate didn't, didn't, I graduated twenty eighteen. So I think 18, okay. When you guys played Ramsey and Mark, who was supposed to be on tonight, um, you guys beat them, I think, in the county semifinals. Oh, Didn't that's right. Them-
1: who was yeah, the no, only right? Jimmy pitched. Jimmy Ramon. Yeah, Jimmy pitched. He yeah, Nika,
2: you shown you had to go ahead single that game, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, Ramsey. That was a good yeah. game.
2: Come on, kid. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> a weird game. We beat you guys
0: in uh, the county tournament. That was 2018 yeah. in the semifinals. Jay Hen, yeah, had, had two bombs off Ryan. We Grimby had six. Off Chris it was Curcio. the
1: game was 10-6, I think, and Jay yeah, Hen had, he had all six, six RBIs. Jay well, Hen had all
0: six RBIs. There was bases loaded, and we had a mound visit as Jay Hen was coming to the plate, and Chris Curcio was pitching at this time. And I remember getting to the mound. I was playing first base, and Curcio You're playing was first that game. Yeah, I pl- I was a first uh first team all county. Yeah, I think like I remember you as first
1: baseman. Oh really? Yeah. So my oh, senior wow. year, that's I, I know.
0: we we had Ryan Ramsey, Jack Brodsky, Brandon Siegenthaler, all make it for pitchers, right? Yeah, in the counties. True. So I was still, I think I was like still six and zero or seven and zero as a pitcher with a with a one five ERA, but then I also was hitting in the two hole all year and playing first base whenever I wasn't pitching. So. I think I batted 350, you know, with like a 400 on base percentage. So I ended up making – Slight like
1: flex, it's all right. Slight. Like, this the same as a
0: Iona actually let me two-way at, uh, for the fall of my freshman year. And then I kind of went up to him at the end of the fall, and I was like, that was a lot of throwing on my arm. Like that was like yeah. kind of like a little too much. And they're like yeah, hey, we're gonna have we were gonna have a meeting with you like your career is on the mound and let's try to focus in on that and you know, let the two-way business go aside but i was you know i always say i think i could still play a pretty decent first base but <laughs> <laughs> not at this high of a level anymore
1: dude yeah, you ask, your, ask your coach at tampa if you guys are like shitting on some teams like throw you like throw you in that battery bat. some reps at first yeah
0: yeah so he, yeah, right. he said something really interesting quick little mini tangent story He said that he has done it in the past. Where So I've been throwing really well against lefties lately because I have a pretty good changeup, and it's been working well off lefties. And he likes this sidearm righty guy who throws against righties. So he said if there's ever a scenario where there's like a righty, lefty, righty, he might have this kid Dalton Ross throw to the righty. Then he might sub me in to throw to the lefty and sub Dalton into left field for one batter to trust that i'm not gonna Uh, switch a pop-up to left field and then have dalton come back in the game and then maybe sub a a new left fielder in which i never even thought about which is kind of like wow crazy matchup like talk right there but how have you liked your coaches at boston
2: college oh they're awesome i love it we got so coming in my freshman year we got a new pitching coach and hitting coach and it's been awesome i mean coaches are very supportive of everything you know they definitely know they know all, what they're talking about, you know. It's been really great to have them, yeah. With
0: um pitching, and and you know, all pitching coaches are different. Do you guys do a lot of rap, soto, technology based like pitch design, or is it a lot of execution, um, you know, starting pitches, seeing how many spikes you're throwing, things like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the good part about our coaches is kind of, it's a good mix of both, so like we'll have. We have our pitch design bullpens. We have track man, so that comes in handy a lot. You know, every, pretty much every bullpen we throw is on the track man, which is which is really nice to see. And then a lot of times, like like coming back from winter break, uh, when we got like right when we got back, as we're starting to build up for the season, we would do these competition bullpens. It I was think I saw have, that
0: somewhere on social media. Yeah,
2: it, it went on. It was on Twitter. He, my coach posted on Twitter, and I, one yeah. co- it blew up a little bit. But it was awesome because it was like 15 pitches. You go head to head against somebody and they had like a list of every pitch to throw. Like the first four, it would be like fastball glove side, fastball arm side. And then like, it's just a f- big list of pitches that you throw 15 pitches. And that really helps with, you know, obviously the competition. It's awesome. It's so much fun, like competing against your guys. You got everyone yeah. circled around the mound, like watching, shooting everyone on, which is sick. So, there's, there's a good mix of that with those competition bullpens and then like during the weeks you have your pitches on so it's a good it's definitely a good balance of both i think both cool. are very important it's my competitive stuff
1: Sean, are you like a data guy or do you just like want to go out there and like trust yourself and just try and get dudes out it's like how, how, how do you approach the guys on the other team um
2: i mean like when the game comes around you can't really think about that stuff but like outside outside of the game i do i'm pretty into it i like I just honestly enjoy like looking at all the numbers and seeing ways to improve them. So I definitely would consider myself as a data guy. Definitely. Hard
0: not to nowadays, like with yeah, all the exactly. data, especially if you've got a track man for the listeners right. out there who don't know what a TrackMan is. It's the newest technology that a lot of MLB organizations are starting to use as well, or they might even have an even more advanced version of it, but they, it tells you the spin rate on pitches, how much, vertical and horizontal movement your pitches are getting where the pitch is ending up, where your, uh, arm angle is like a, a, your wrist angle. I mean, I, as a pitcher too, Sean, we look at it and we have something similar. Um, I forget exactly what the company is called, but it's not track, man. It's a different one. And you know, it's when it's there, it's hard not to look at. Like we want right. to, we want to compare ourselves to the MLB data pitches right now like we want to see where yeah, we sure. rank up and that's the easiest way to do it when you can't be out there throwing next to an MLB arm right so yeah, no what doubt. was it like what was it like as a freshman traveling to, or soon you'll be doing it again but traveling to you know all of these big name ACC schools that you're probably watching as a kid you know on TV and now you're living it in, in the
2: bullpen in the dugout on the mound how, how yeah. has that uh, shaped yeah you know it's your, sick. your career it's really cool. I mean, especially like last year, getting the f- first taste of it, you know, going to all these schools, especially when we're in ACC play, just seeing different environments of all these places, you know, like you're watching them on TV growing up and like you're in the stand, like this past weekend we were at Florida State, you know, how they, they do like the chop thing.
1: So yeah. just seeing
2: st- stuff like that, it's, it's pretty crazy. Just seeing like some of the fans, like how crazy into it they are. Like, we were at Tennessee a couple of weeks ago, just seeing – that kind of environment. It's nuts. Places erupt.
0: When we played at Tennessee, my mom got into some argument with one of the other <laughs> moms or something, just because the other mom was hammered and right. They yeah. They so live and die by it. live and die by Tennessee baseball. And
2: yeah. you know,
0: it's, it is, it's a moneymaker for Tennessee and it's, it gives them in a state maybe where there's not as much to do, go watch exactly. a baseball game. And it's like a, yeah. it's literally a minor league feel for sure. What what do you think your favorite stadium
2: that you've played on so far? Sorry, I need to. No,
1: I'm good.
2: I would say my favorite, honestly, probably Tennessee was the coolest. Yeah. Last year, we, Clemson was pretty sick. Um, I'm trying to think where else. I looked
0: at it, I had some of the stats. So, you threw last year at Clemson, Notre Dame, NC State, Virginia, yeah. Miami. So, you were throwing at all
2: these schools. Yeah. Like what, oh, yeah. Miami was probably the coolest one. Miami was awesome. They had, That was my first ACC start, and there was like 5,000 people there, which is insane because, you know, I've never played in front of that many people before. So, like, just something like that and just hearing some of the fans and they say some nasty things.
0: You got to make your Instagram <laughs> account private or else they'll know everything Yeah, right?
2: You. Seriously.
1: What were they saying to you? Were they kind of things that um, they were saying to you or, or just things you heard in general?
2: Just things in general, really, like, they will not hold back. They'll scream at anybody. So it's, it's yeah. pretty crazy. They, yeah, a, I, a, I made the mistake of not making my account
0: public or private, and they were <laughs> they were digging deep, and they were going back to, like, my high school girlfriend's name. They oh, yeah, I bet. Everything. It was, it yeah. was pretty crazy.
1: Dude, I, I've never played at, like, you know, bigger schools, so I've never played in – like, obviously, like, in playoff games, like, a lot of people will come, but I've never played in, like – in an atmosphere where they're like diehard fans there. So I'd never really gotten like chirped before, but last year we were at Franklin Pierce and they're like occasionally like a nationally ranked D2, like really good program. And these kids like right behind the dugout, like there were only seats like directly behind, you know, or uh, not behind the dugout, but the plate. And they were, dude, they were going at me and I'm not going to lie. Oh I got yeah. Oh, especially
2: if you're catching too.
1: Yeah, dude, and, like, it was, like, my birthday in, like, a day or two, and they were singing, like, happy birthday to me, dude, and I, like, I was so caught off guard, because it was, like, a midweek, and, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, these guys are, and And I got rattled, dude, I'm not gonna lie, I let like, it get to me a little bit, because I've never really had that yeah, dude. before. I was totally caught off guard.
2: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: And probably, like Sean,
0: that. if you have an 18-year-old last year playing in front yeah. of 5,000 kids, like, that's right. something that we're blessed to have that, you're blessed to have that opportunity, oh, no but doubt. also, like. It, kind of intimidating
1: it's a scary yeah it's yeah. definitely a little intimidating so on, um one yeah sorry, gonna... yeah sorry Paul, i just want to get this in um some topics that we, we we talk about here a little bit is how you try to like attempt to remove yourself from baseball when when you're not in the field and you know and, and kind of the whole point of this podcast is kind of like learn more about you and all the guys like more than just like being a baseball player so like you and I know we talked about you kind of living on your own stuff like that. Have you kind of like developed any new hobbies or things that you like to do? I mean, like, I know I have, like, I, like I've added so much more to myself than just being a player over the past couple of years. And it, it really does right. help me out, you know, with my performance on the field and just like, you know, life in general.
2: Yeah. I mean, definitely. I wouldn't say I have many like hobbies outside of baseball, which is kind of something that I want to get
1: better with. It's and tough like out of an ATP and program. It's tough. Yeah. yeah no the level doubt. you play is hard. It's hard.
2: Yeah, it's definitely tough, but definitely like trying to enjoy that freedom away from the game, you know, takes up so much of our life. So it's important to do things outside of that and just kind of, you know, try and almost, like you said, just try and remove yourself from it sometimes because, you know, there's definitely a lot of other things in, in life and it's important to enjoy those things as well. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: What are travel days like? So, you guys are always heading on planes. So those are parts of your, yeah. I mean, parts of your day. I love travel. Personally, we got to travel to the Dominican Republic um, for our spring training. Oh, trip, yeah, which I saw that. That's amazing. Awesome. And um, you know, traveling with the team is something that I wish more people could experience because I yeah, just love that. like, regardless of the time it is getting into the locker room, everyone's packing their stuff. Everyone's so excited for the weekend. You know, yeah. you get on the bus. Do you guys have any like games or anything you play on the bus or,
2: uh, yeah, we, we play mafia on the bus. That sure that's like a us, yeah. universal, I feel like that's a universal, yeah, exactly. I,
1: I, that's a college baseball like staple there. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you know it's funny. We had, um, we had a six year kid. He was a transfer last year, but he, he, he stud pitcher really turned into like one of our main leaders last year. The guy was just like a fucking dog in the mound and he never played mafia and he's like a real like ball buster and he, but he's like sneaky about it. And he hops into a game he's like yo like he's like you know like how, how do you play this game like he and I was like dude you're like 24 you're you're telling me <laughs> you're six? you don't know and and the guys like explain to him the rules and I'm like you guys are idiots he's playing all of you and I was like he's he's this or he he's the godfather whatever everyone was eating up and and he you know he he killed me off I was like a townie or whatever and he, <laughs> lo and behold he was he was the godfather dude
0: that game creates trust issues within a team. Because dude, you, you find out who the good liars are.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, you do. What you is your uh yeah. what's like your level of play, Sean? Like uh one to ten. What, what would you rate yourself?
2: Dude, like three.
1: I like just started <laughs> <laughs> playing, bro.
2: It took me like the whole year. Like last year I didn't play just because I didn't even know. I couldn't figure out the rules, dude. It took me forever. <laughs> like I'm I'm definitely a beginner. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: I gotcha.
0: And what is it like traveling with class like in season? You guys, I mean, ACC, SEC schedules, it's always interest to me to know like what it's like with school with you guys because you're probably leaving on Wednesday or Thursday before a
2: weekend series, right? Yeah, we leave, we leave Thursday mornings. At like we'll get up. Our flights are usually early in the morning. So, you know, we're up, I don't know, usually six, anywhere six to eight is usually when the bus leaves for the for the airport. And then we're on the plane. We're gone for the weekend until Sunday night. We will get back at two in the morning. So we miss Thursday, Friday when we're traveling with class, and then even like midweek games sometimes. Like today we played at three, and our bus left at one to Northeastern, which is it's like a ten minute ride, which is nice. But we left at one, and like I have a twelve, I had a twelve o'clock today. you are twelve to one fifteen, so I had to miss that. Like tough sometimes because you're away for so long, you miss two days of class, and you're. In a whole other yeah. unit of something so definitely no, tough but tough. we have we have the resources resources which is nice you know we got a lot of help when we're back with tutors and all that and like anything you can need so it's pretty nice to do that but it's definitely tough balance
0: have you guys ever have you ever had any mandatory study hall hours i i had that
2: freshman year. yeah yeah my freshman year our freshman year everyone has to do it it's six hours a week Same. And yeah. then this year we had like I have to do it this year too. Like there's like a certain GPA you need to have to get out of it, and I unfortunately oh. did not. Did oh not no! <laughs> <today>. no. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's why. So. I, that's why I started off with the St. Joe's question, bro. That's why I had to get. I had to know.
2: Yeah, dude. I mean, it is what it right. is. But yeah, it's not. The hours aren't too bad though. Like it's pretty relaxed, so you get your They're work done. You. It's, exactly. Exactly. It's all. It's all for the best. Yeah.
0: So transitioning a little bit, um, you were drafted by the New York Yankees in the 20th round out of high school. Being a Yankee fan, I would never be able to see my name pop up on the screen and tell them I'm going to college. It's an extremely mature decision and you're going to get a degree out of it. You're going to, you know, get the college experience. What were the factors that played into making that decision to go to college instead of going to play in the minor leagues?
2: Yeah, I mean, i would. I've been a diehard Yankees fan my whole life too. So like it was so awesome to see that happen. And like in the moment it was unreal and still one of the best moments of my life to this day. But the decision to come to college was was definitely a tough one, but I kind of knew right away that it's what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to get my degree. I wanted to live that college life and play to play for a championship in college. You know, I feel like that's a, every, like everyone that I ever meet, whether they're an athlete or not, like, College is always the best time of their life, and that's definitely something I wanted to experience. So I think it was definitely a tough choice, and that was probably the hardest phone call I've had to make is telling them I'm going to go to school. But Can you I run us
0: through that phone call a little bit, like what, what what that was like? Yeah, I mean, it took
2: like two weeks. It was like a two week period where I was deciding, and that phone call, I just, you just kind of say it, and just, you know, they understand too, like at that part, you know, like they understand as a high school kid and yeah but it went well like they understood completely and hopefully i'll get another opportunity next year year after to play pro ball so kind of just yeah. trusting myself and trusting the process and hoping that'll all work out what was like, always the whole, bet on
1: yourself what was the whole process of the draft like did you because i know you went pretty late and you, i mean you had a great senior year was it kind of like out there that you were? Going to go to college, so that's why they like, some teams maybe hold it off from from picking you. But like, what was that like whole process like leading up to the draft?
2: Yeah, I mean, it started the summer going into my senior year. Like when I would do showcases and stuff, those things always had tons of scouts. And you know, the talks are usually small leading up to the season, high school season. Then had a really good high school season. So things kind of picked up a little bit, and you know, like just with like going earlier in the draft, you know, there's obviously other factors like financial things and all that to get you away from college. So those, you know, you have meetings, people like Zoom calls and all that. And they, and they want to get to know you as a person most importantly because obviously they they judge by the game. Like they watch all your games and stuff. They know what they're getting as a player. But, you know, it's yeah. very important like to, to, for them to get to know you as a person as well. So that's like what a lot of it is. Uh, Leading up to then, and then during the draft, like I was sitting there watching each round, just just waiting, hopefully, my hoping my name got called earlier. But you know, things just didn't work out for that, and I got called late. So that definitely changed a little bit. But you know, it's still an awesome experience either way. Just going through it all, I'm definitely lucky that I've that I went through it. And now, especially now for the future, knowing what that process is like is also really helpful. So yeah, it was definitely a fun a fun process but definitely do you get a
0: call Um, from from the organization before the name pops up on the tv
2: um i think in higher rounds i would say yes but my ex in my experience like i got called i mean probably i i saw it pop up on i had i was at the gym actually i was at rpp wow and yeah
0: i was gonna bring up rpp too but tell the story
2: yeah i was at rpp and it was in the 20th round and I just had like the track, you know, like the tracker or like the MLB.com or whatever, just watching to see, you know, I didn't think I was getting picked, So I was seeing, you know, any of my buddies got picked or anything. And I saw my name pop up and I was like, Oh my God, like that's me. And then like literally 30 seconds later, they call me and just tell you like, congratulations. Like I'm taking you here. And you know, it's pretty short cause they want you to, you know, obviously enjoy that wow. time with your family and celebrate it. So it's a pretty cool moment.
0: So you were at RPP. So for the listeners out there at RPP, uh, RPP is Rockland Peak Performance. I actually trained there for a little bit. Really good training facility in the Northeast if uh, any players are trying to elevate their game. Um, are you still an RPP guy? Do you still train there in the off season?
2: Yeah, I was there. I've been there since God knows when I was, like, 12, probably when I started going there. So and I've been so going so there for a you were there long when time. you
0: got drafted.
2: Yeah. And what, like,
0: sad. so, were you? Did you just look around and you're like, "Hey guys, I, I just got drafted."
2: Like, who, who do you yeah, celebrate
0: yeah. With when you're there? Like, when you're yeah, just looking I mean, at it on your boat.
2: Yeah, I think, like, I went up to one of the pitching coaches there, uh, and I was like, "Dude, like, look at this!" And, you know, it's crazy. This it coach is crazy. crazy. I think like, a couple, like, a lot of my friends, like, you know, Lysik was there. Probably, I think he was there at the time. He's always been an RPP guy as well. Hunter, Davers. So it was cool to spend that that moment with them. But, yeah, it was safe to say that I didn't finish my workout that day.
0: Yeah, I don't think you need
2: (laughs) to. (laughs) Yeah, so I pretty much was there for a little bit after just kind of talking to guys, and I went right home to see my family. So it was definitely a cool moment, and it was cool to be there during it. So,
0: segueing to a little bit of – so now we're talking about RPP and, you know, your workout regimen how has workouts been at boston college versus you know leading up to going to college the weight room in a college atmosphere is something i've always loved it has just motivated me awesome. to do way more things in the weight room that i ever thought i'd ever be able to do yeah uh kind of take the listeners through what it's like lifting in an acc powerhouse gym
2: yeah no doubt so in high school leading up to it i always like worked out on my own i always loved working on my own so i was kind of like nervous almost going into team lifts in the fall of my freshman year i was like oh my god like i'm not the strongest guy i'm pretty tall i'm just tall like you guys so i'm not obviously not gonna be putting up the same weight as a lot of guys but going into that environment just realizing that you know everyone wants everyone's pushing each other to do the best whether it's a guy squatting 350 or a guy squatting 200 pounds like everyone just gets just as excited for you if you hit a PR or something, you know? So it's awesome. The environment, we've awesome strength coaches, Will Franco. He's our, our head strength coach. He's awesome. You know, the workouts are, you know, a lot of what you see on whether you're scrolling through Twitter, like there's a lot of very baseball specific things that have kind of, are like kind of newer and kind of taken over the whole baseball world. So we include a lot of that, which is awesome. So it's just a great environment to be with all your teammates, all your best friends, and just, like, all lifting together. We lift three times a week. We go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, seven uh, 7.15 to 9 o'clock, which is not – it's honestly not bad. You know, I've heard yeah, a lot of stories yeah, of guys having much earlier lifts than us, so we're definitely lucky for that. So, but so – pretty yeah, it's just, yeah, definitely early, but just an awesome experience being in the weight room with all those guys, and – definitely something I look forward to every week. It's
0: weight room experience. Nico, how's your, I, I just have loved team lifts. Have you had team lifts over at
2: St. Louis?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, at, at Becker, it was very like, you know, and anyone who's listening, Becker is a failed uh, Division three school, Um, but, you know, it was like kids wouldn't show up, you know, guys would be like, oh, I have homework, I don't have this, I don't have that, and it was, you know, it, it was it wasn't really the best program. The coach did the best he could, but it, you know, it, it, it's nothing like the atmosphere that you guys have been around. You know, and I mean, like we we, we don't really even have team lifts at at St. Rose. We it's it's all like you know, it, like if you want to get better in the weight room, like you got to get it done on your own, which which is good because it keeps guys accountable and it kind of brings out like you know who really wants it more. But I mean, I I wish I could experience those like team lifts. And honestly, I wouldn't even mind doing like a six a.m. or seven a.m. lift because it just it builds like builds, like, team camaraderie. Um, yeah, no doubt. Just, like, it, it keeps guys, like, focused. Like, you know, less guys will probably, like, go out and drink and, like, fuck around stuff like that. So, you know, but, again, like, that's why, like, schools, like, Boston College and, Paul, I mean, at Tampa, like, that's why you guys are successful because of things like that and it keeps everyone in line.
0: To be yes. completely honest with you guys, my weight room regimen at Iona was probably harder than it was here at Tampa. Really? I think that was because we tried putting more of an emphasis in the weight room because it's something we can control. You know, if we're not getting as good of talent, maybe we'll be able to breed more talent in the weight room. Hopefully it will transition to the field. Here at Tampa, fall, we really got after it. It was a grind. We had conditioning sessions. We had mandatory weight room sessions. Now in season, in the spring, we have mandatory two w- lists per week but it's pretty chill in the sense where like you can do it whenever you want. It doesn't have to be during the team hours um, as long as you're performing on the field, which we're 20 and four right now and playing good baseball. So the yeah. coach, you know, might not be all, all over us about getting in the weight room, but as long yeah, as you're no performing doubt. on the field, you'll see, you know, the coach give a little more leeway.
2: Yeah, for sure. That's kind of similar to what with us right now in the spring in season, like, like you said, fall, we get after it, you know, everything, Everything's mandatory, but now we have optional lifts on Monday. We have a time slot. Guys come in because that Mondays are off day. you so know we have time guys come in and get their work in. and we have mandatory Wednesday morning. And then when we're on the road, it's, you can't really get it's tough to get team lifts in. so yeah, we usually like we'll usually lift at wherever like whatever school we're at, they'll usually let us get a quick team lift in. but it's very catered to like your schedules, like starters lift on certain days based off of when they're throwing when based off of bullpens and stuff. So it's definitely less like it's a lot less in the spring. You are definitely still get in your work in, but it's less when it comes to like mandatory. Like, like yeah, you know, like workload and that kind of stuff. So you can Everyone obviously if it's a game day we're not going crazy. So yeah. But
0: Bullpen guys don't know when they're throwing, so it's not like you know. Exactly. If we had mandatory lifts, you can get really get after it. If there's a right. midweek game, you don't know if you're going to be getting in. Starters obviously want to be on different schedules. The Friday yes. guy wants to be on a different schedule than the Sunday guy. So, you know, yeah,
2: it's
0: a no bunch, bunch of different schedules within one schedule. If that, yeah, sense. for sure. So, what have your what you got any plans for summer ball this summer?
2: Um, as of now, I have a um, I have temp and. In- Cape with Ed Harwich. That's where I, I was there for a couple weeks last summer.
0: Yeah, so how did I, was go? In, I I would try to find if you played any pad if you played any summer ball this past summer.
2: Um, yeah, I was there. I was there for like a week and a half, and then I got released. I threw an inning, but just like the experience of being there was sick to see. Like those games are awesome. You know, they got a ton of people come out to watch. It's awesome being able to play with guys from different schools. You know, you got to feel what. Life at other schools are you get to build your re- relationships, and a lot of times you end up playing these guys when the season rolls around. So it's pretty cool to see that and kind of just build those relationships while experiencing what summer ball life is like. And I've been, I was very lucky to be able to play in the Cape and hopefully play there again this summer. So it's a pretty cool experience. I know I hear a lot of mixed things about summer ball. I love summer ball. I played in the Coastal
0: Carolinas and I played for the Wilson Tob. And I, my host family was incredible. Everyone's host family situation is different. My family took me in. Like I was their own son. I was their only other kid they had. Uh, but like they had a, they had a 12 year old or 11 year old who was very into baseball. So that was great, but they would make me dinners, do my laundry, go grocery shopping for me. And, you know, not everyone gets that. And I was so blessed. to have Yeah. That. No doubt.
2: So, yeah same with me and my, I mean, I, I was only there for a week and a half, but my host family was awesome. You know, they had uh, two younger kids, one of them a boy and a girl, One, and he loved it. Like, he was at all of our games with all his buddies, and it was just awesome to see that. And it's, it's awesome to be there and, you know, kind of be a, be a friend to them. Just, like, see the way that – like, see how happy they get, you know, seeing you Definitely. and all the guys. You know, I had, I had an awesome roommate. So, it was just overall a great experience.
1: No, i wish i was able cool. to travel like travel like that and play summer ball i never did that i always stay kind of local around jersey um playing summer ball i mean like because all the stories i hear about like any cbl you know cape cod league and paul i've heard you know about about your league as well um i i i think it's towards like the end of summer ball when you know guys are like, right. on, like their last legs and not, yeah like, i need like i need to get out of here whatever you know right like those are, like the dog days of summer everyone's kind of like struggling through um but Sean, like, you like play a 40-game coming...
2: season, yeah.
1: Right. yeah, no, you, uh, and, and then you go home right home.
2: to summer ball. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, a couple of my buddies, they played in the Futures League, which is the New England league, and they yeah. play yeah. like 70 games in the summer. And by the time you're at 50, it's just like, oh, my God, I need Crazy. to finish up with this, get home for a couple of weeks, you know, since you're gone yeah. all the time.
1: Yeah. What would you say, Sean, is like, is the top experience for you so far in, in your baseball career? Because, I mean, high school, you guys won the Triple Crown, which is absolutely insane that that team you had your senior year was loaded. Um, but, you know, between that and now playing at Boston College, you know, you have some experience in the Cape now. What would you say?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, high school, that senior my senior year was awesome. when Triple Crown, having the year we had was so amazing. You know, that was probably... definitely way up there and I think honestly I'd say now like even though I've struggled throughout my pretty much my whole college career so far which is all part Part of of it it. you know I trust the process trust the plan you know but I'd say just getting to do all these things like I'm so lucky to be able to travel to all these cool places see these cool schools and have access to the facilities that we have you know it's beautiful up here we're so lucky and I think that's just so, so blessed to have that. And I think that's probably my top moment, honestly. Nice. That's great. That's great. Uh, nice.
0: So something I kind of want to start asking, uh, as like a last question, um, really appreciate you taking some time here today, Sean. I know you got a busy yeah, schedule, of course. um, but Sean is an L ele- uh, an athlete with us over here at elevate. You know, we do some work for you here and there. What do you like about being a part of Elevate? Is there anything like you can tell the listeners about what we, you know, do behind the scenes or anything that, you know, you've you've liked that we've done or set up or have going for us right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I know Nico and I, we've, we've spoke about working together for a while now, and now that, like, things kind of settle down with the whole NIL thing and, you know, just getting a feel for what works, it's been awesome to be part of it, you know, with behind the scenes setting up those those kind of opportunities like you said like the like we have that group meet where you send all the different you know discount codes and stuff you can get for these places is awesome you know being able to the post on social media like that kind of stuff it's definitely awesome to kind of get your name out there and see the cool opportunities that are possible and obviously being able to build a relationship with you guys is a blessing itself so Definitely. That's what we want to awesome do here. To build order,
0: relationships. It. Yeah, with yeah, our no athletes. Doubt. We really
2: appreciate hearing that.
0: It's just no something, doubt. you know, me and Nico love doing is talking with college athletes and and yeah, figuring out, sure. you know, everyone has their own individual story that we just love hearing about and want to help right.
2: spread. Yeah. And that makes it so much easier to do when everyone's so super into it and everyone's all for it. You know, it makes it easier on everyone's side and just makes it a really enjoyable experience. Yeah. So The last
0: segment we've been doing with all of our, uh, interviewees is called You Scratch My Back, I Scratch Yours. So I usually have a lottery ticket. Um, we scratch it off together. And if we ever win anything, you know, we'll split the profits and we'll hopefully be able to put some money towards Elevate. And maybe you can go take your team out for a dinner, a, a nice dinner. Yeah. Mark had the, um, scratch off for today and he couldn't be on. So he scratched it off and sent me a picture of it. This is what your scratch-off ticket uh, is. It I don't know. If it's gonna is it a winner a win? or a loser? Uh, let me give it a quick look. Your winning numbers are nine zero one forty and thirty-one, and you do not have a winner here, Sean. I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, but we cannot usually... provide you in Boston College some, <laughs> <laughs> some dinner. Yeah, like
1: oh over three the lottery goes.
0: We're oh, for over, over oh more, Nico. We did them with the Tampa boys too, so we're over like <laughs> six or seven now. Oh
1: yeah, I forgot. Wait, did, it, did yeah. you do three of them? Did you do three of them for that one? Or? They
0: each got their own, and we're all losers <laughs> right now. Maybe a two dollar winner, so we Jesus. we had to split a dollar between us. But Sean, once one. again, thanks for coming on. We're gonna uh, release this next Monday, um, and we're gonna get out reels throughout the week. Um, so if people don't have time to listen to the full interview, they can at least get to hear some questions and some cool stories that you had to share with us tonight. So really appreciate it. Um, yeah, appreciate hopefully we'll have you guys it on me. again
2: soon, and no good doubt. luck with the rest of the season. Thanks, Appreciate Sam. it. You guys too.